ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम ज्ञानतिरांधस्य ज्ञानांजनशलाकया चक्षुन्मेलिथस्मगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्टम स्थापित यूतले स्वयं रूप कदा मह्यम ददाति स्वदाक वंदेहम श्रीगुरोश्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरोन्वैष्णवाश्रीपम सागृजात सह गणरघुनाथन्वित तम सजीव साइतम सवधूत परिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादगणलिताशाखान्ता हे कृष्णकुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिकाधाकामोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरे प्रिय वाछाकल्पतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नमो विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामीनिथिनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे वेलकम एवरीवन फॉर द थर्ड एपिसोड ऑफ श्री ईशोपनिषद सो टुडेज टॉपिक इज मंत्र टू ऑफ द ईशोपनिषद सम ऑफ यू ऑलरेडी हियर राइट विल बिगिन इट सो वर्ड बाय वर्ड फर्स्ट कुरवन सो प्लीज रिपीट आफ्टर मी कुरवन एव इह कर्माणि जिजीविशेत आई एम लुकिंग एट द वर्ड टू वर्ड मीनिंग सो आई एम नॉट लुकिंग एट द एक्चुअल वर्स ऑन टॉप बट दिस सेक्शन हियर बिकॉज दे आर डिवाइडेड वर्ड्स ऑलरेडी नॉट विद द संधि जिजीविशेत शतम समी न अन्यथा इतः अस्ति न कर्म लिप्यते नरे सो नाउ लाइन बाय लाइन कुरवेह कर्माणि जिजी विशेषत समाह थेतोस्ती न कर्म लिप्यते नरे 
कुरेह कर्माणि जिजीविषेत सामनाथेतस्ती न कर्म लिप्यते नरे राइट वर्ड टू वर्ड मीनिंग कुरवन डूइंग कंटिन्यूअस्ली दस इह ड्यूरिंग द स्पैन ऑफ लाइफ कर्मणि और कर्माणि वर्क जिजी विशेत वन शुड डिजायर टू लिव शतम वन हंड्रेड समाह इयर्स एवं सो लिविंग त्वयि अंतु यू न नो अन्यथा अल्टरनेटिव इतः फ्रॉम दिस पाथ अस्ति देर इज न नॉट कर्म वर्क लिप्यते कैन बी बाउंड नरे अंतु अ मैन Translation and purport by Sdivangrasesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation: One may aspire to live for hundreds of years if he continuously goes on working in that way, for that sort of work will not bind him to the law of karma. There is no alternative to this way for man. <clears throat> so, in that way, what is this? In what way? As we have understood. yesterday in the episode 2 in the mantra 1 so that what is the understanding in mantra 1 that everything animate or inanimate that is within the universe is controlled and owned by the lord one should therefore accept only those things necessary for himself which are set aside as his quota and one should not accept other things knowing well to whom they belong so in this understanding if one lives then such living he can go on living like that for hundreds of years but still his work will not bind him there will be no karmic reaction <clears throat> so now we will map each of those phrases phrase to phrase um, one may aspire to live for hundreds of years that is jiji vishet chatam samaha You see how the second line is translated in the first part of the uh, translation. So this is uh, because it's a different language. So the way the sentence is constructed, uh, it differs sometimes. So one may aspire to live for hundreds of years. That is, jiji vishet chatam samah. Because jiji vishet means one should desire to live. Chatam means one hundred. Samah means years. You see here. So of course, some of you know all these things, but there are others who do not know. so they can learn from this like this so these three things are put together in this and then one may aspire to live for hundreds of years if he continuously goes on working in that way kurvan neveh karmani doing continuously eva iha karmani so eveh this word is actually two words eva and iha eva plus iha so eva ending with a and iha starting with e a plus e becomes a so kurvan eveh karmani you notice how kurvan here has one n but here has two ends so actually in sanskrit kurvan eveh n n kurvan eveh so that's why anyway the sound comes almost the same just that the n becomes 
you have to stay on the n for uh, a little longer and treat it as one word kurvaneveha if the n double n is not there it will be kurvane kurvaneveha kurvaneveha but now it is kurvaneveha so that's that's the difference kurvan you have to stay there on the n for double the time all right jiji <coughs> vishech here it is ending with c but here it is ending with t so if you see the next word shatam or shatam here it is chatam so this is again sandhi jiji vishet and shatam jiji vishet plus shatam becomes jiji vishet chatam so this is all sandhi so if he continuously work, goes on working in that way that is kurvan neveha karmani so doing continuously does during the span of life karmani work actually karmani is plural uh, you see in the end you will also see a karma here karma work and here there is a karmani work so karmani is actually plural all kinds of work i mean all works all that one does all actions karmani in the plural plural so and then so that is sorted for that sort of work will not bind him to the law of karma na karma lipyate nare evam tvai nanyate tosti see na anyatha nanyatho nanyatheto nanyatheto is uh, three words there na anyatha itaha itaha plus asti becomes itosti so but nanyatha plus ita becomes nanyatheta so nanyathetosti so there is actually four words these two these two words here that look like two words oops are actually four words okay this is behaving weird but um, you get the idea these two words are actually four words there na anyatha itaha asti all right so that is actually what is being said as there is no other alternative no alternative to this way for man na anyatha anyatha see another verse which the same word comes harer namaiva harer nam harer nam harer nam harer namaiva kevalam kalau nasteva 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 gatir anyatha anyatha again the same anyatha nasteva 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 gatir anyatha that means there is no other alternative no alternative no other alternative than harer nam harer nam harer namaiva kevalam only harer nama or hari's name so there is no other alternative than to work continuously with the proper understanding that krishna is the owner and controller of everything and we have to take only that portion which is set aside for us as quota and we should not encroach upon more property or more things knowing well that they belong to krishna so this understanding if we can live like this even for 100 i mean hundreds and hundreds of years uh, the work that we do will not bind us hmm. so it is very important to note hmm. because we are living and every single action is going to be taken note of by the law of karma by krishna because he is sitting as the paramatma he is the sakshi hmm. 
is the upadrashta and anumanta upadrashta means he is a witness and anumanta means he is the sanctioner so he sanctions our actions and he witnesses our actions so we cannot escape from this law of karma so every second that we are thinking we are speaking we are doing this is all adding up and every action is taken into account and in that way how can we stop from not having any um reactions right so that is an art of how to work yoga karmasu kaushalam this is explained in the bhagavad gita also we will we will go through the purport and we will explain as it goes <clears throat> purport no one wants to die everyone wants to live as long as he can drag on <laughs> no one wants to die this tendency is visible not only individually but also collectively in the community society and nation so firstly individually nobody wants to die nobody likes to die right so that is natural because by nature as soul we don't die that is why we don't like to die if death was natural to us we would gladly gladly accept it but nobody likes to die because it is unnatural for the soul to die like uh, exchanges of love we we want to be part of loving exchanges friendship or you know any kind of relationships parental relationship or you know servant and master or conjugal love so these relationships we want to be involved in these relationships because that is the actual nature of the soul to be involved in those relationships with krishna but we have forgotten the partner the partner we have taken as you know so many other people in this world as friends as lovers as parents as children and all these relationships we have taken instead of krishna we have taken other imperfect beings as our masters or, the, or our partners in those relationships and therefore relationships usually end in frustration and you know they are unwholesome uh, and even if they were you know pleasant they wouldn't last so ultimately we will meet with frustration in all these relationships but with krishna the relationship will be eternal as prabhupad said a mother would never want to be separated from her son but in this world it is not possible but if one accepts krishna as one's son then there will be no separation because krishna is eternal and actually we are also eternal and our present relationships are based on the body and therefore they will end any relation on the platform of the soul will not end so that is what we need to understand that the soul is eternal and we have to cultivate all our relationships our investment everything on that platform of the soul so no one wants to die so because that is unnatural for us but relationships are natural but of course they are unwholesome here but we want to lean into them because that is the nature of the soul it is nature of the soul not to die therefore we don't like to die the very fact that we don't like to die is a proof that we don't actually die so we want to live forever and not only that not only individually it is said here prabhu is saying this tendency is visible not only individually but also collectively in the community society and nation so our family or our country we want to we want our country to be you know 
as long as it can exist we want it to exist so even collectively we want the status quo to remain as it is of course things will change but our innate desire is for things to remain as they are but as they say the only thing permanent in this world is change everything nothing else is permanent mm. only change is permanent <clears throat> there is a hard struggle for life by all kinds of living entities and the vedas say that this is quite natural so the hard struggle is for um remaining alive etern- eternal we want to remain eternal eternally existing and that is our that is why we want to you know um endeavor so much like we work so hard every day we go for office or this and that but all this for what what for because we want to maintain ourselves as long as we can drag on that is the whole purpose we are trying so hard so please let me know if there is any lag in the video or audio it looks all right hmm all right so <clears throat> the living entity is eternal by nature but due to his bondage in material existence he has to change his body over and over this process is called transmigration of the soul or karma bandhana bondage by one's work the living entity has to work for his livelihood because that is the law of material nature and if he does not act according to his prescribed duties he transgresses he transgresses the law of nature and binds himself more and more to the cycle of birth and death in the many species of life see that so this is important this is explained in the bhagavad gita very clearly so what is said the living being is eternal by nature by nature we are eternal but then by due to bondage one has to change his body over and over and over again now this process is called transmigration of the soul or karma bandhana bondage by one's work the living entity has to work for his livelihood because that is the law of material nature and if he does not act according to his prescribed duties he transgresses the law of nature and binds himself more and more to the cycle of birth see first of all we are eternal but we are struggling in this material world with body after body now to keep the body afloat to keep the body alive we have to engage in work so we can't stop working on one side on one side we can't on one hand we can't stop working on the other hand every work that we do is going to bind us even more and more deeper into this um bondage of newer and newer bodies so even if i oh if i think all right i don't want to work because i don't want any reactions mind you good and bad both reactions are actually bad because they both take us to another um birth another the continuation of birth so suppose i do all pious activities in this life to enjoy the results of such piety i have to take birth in a good family in a good nation in a good situation so that i can enjoy those results of pious activities so but that birth 
even if it's in the most richest family or you know beautiful intelligent or whatever it is still the sufferings of birth death old age and disease cannot be forsaken so it is not really worth it to get even a good birth in this material world bad birth we understand it's already bad even good so called good is actually bad is just different shades of bad the whole thing is just different shades of bad i think i recently added a video on tiktok you know shades of gray you know that you know pollution as they say you know the car is sometimes you know the smoke that comes out is like black smoke and sometimes it's like gray smoke sometimes like white smoke sometimes the smoke is not visible but it is there and sometimes they say electric cars you know they are you know they are better because they don't emit any smoke but actually the electricity is also coming from you know burning of fuels and 98% or 95 something percent to that percent 95 to 98 percentage of the electricity that is produced has some sort of um you know pollution emitted into the atmosphere even nuclear we have to bury that that nuclear um, what is that what is that called the the depleted you know uranium we have to bury down the earth even that is actually a pollutant it is a radiation there so in one way or another 95% of the fuel um i mean electricity is also produced from that so although the car doesn't emit smoke right away at the, at the, from the car but it is emitting smoke somewhere else because of the electricity you know that to produce that electricity more smoke has to be produced somewhere else so it is just a displaced pollution it is not happening there but it's happening somewhere else so we we think that this is better okay euro 4 euro 6 standards are better or even electric vehicles are better but actually they just different shades of you know pollution they say oh going green we well, let's go green huh with is euro 6 standards of emission but what is that going green means don't make more pollution make less pollution it is still pollution it is not it is not that you know it is is completely green you know that means you have to have a horse carriage yes there will be no pollution uh, at all so that is actually green that is actually natural uh, as much as we would call it old old or you know like ancient but that is actually natural whereas um modern this thing is just different shades of pollution only is going green is just a myth we are actually not going green we just going not black but maybe gray you know that that's the difference so similarly the so called pious and impious activities are just different shades of impious activities because as long as we are against sur- complete wholehearted surrender to krishna we are actually sinful were actually sinful all of them are different shades of sin so in this way we have to understand that it is not worth taking another birth in this material world so it is not worth doing good or bad activities so what does that mean so i stop all activities or what because on on one hand i have to work i have to work otherwise i i cannot even maintain myself hmm? that is explained in the third chapter in the bhagavad gita You see, chapter three, text five of Bhagavad Gita. Nahikashchit kshanamapi jato tishthatya karma krit karyate hyavasha karma sarvah prakriti jayir gunai. Everyone is forced to act helplessly according to the qualities he has acquired 
from the modes of material nature. Therefore, no one can refrain from doing something, not even for a moment. So, we can't remain doing, I mean, without doing anything. We have to do something, right? So, and as long as we do it, as soon as we do it, we are immediately implicated, either good or bad. Right? And then, because of that, we have to take another birth. So, how to escape this law of karma? If I want to do nothing, then I will, not, I will die. If I want to do something, then it is either good or bad and then I have to suffer reaction. So, what to do? So, this is a precarious situation, right? So, that's why there is a art how to do this. Um, that's why today's verse, you know, it says, One may aspire to live for hundreds of years if he continuously goes on working in that way. For that sort of work will not bind him to the law of karma. There is no alternative to this way for man. See, there is a way of work, an art of work, by which we need not be, um, you know, we're trapped in this law of karma, in this binding of karma. So that is explained here. And that is actually even more, uh, explained, explained in even more detail in the Bhagavad Gita. So, there is a hard struggle for life by all kinds of living entities. So, that is Karshati. Yeah. Explained in Bhagavad Gita. Chapter 15, text 7. We have Mamaivam Shoji Valoke Jeeva Bhuta Sanatanaha Mana Shashthan Indriyani Prakritisthani Karshati. The living entities in this conditioned world are my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses which include the mind. Struggling very hard. Karshati, this Karshati means struggling hard. So this is what is happening. So, the process is called transmigration of the soul or karma bandhana, bondage by one's work. The living entity has to work for his livelihood because that is the law of nature. He cannot stop working. And if he does not act according to his prescribed duties, he transgresses the law of nature and binds himself more and more to the cycle of birth and death in the many species of life. Other life forms are also subject to the cycle of birth and death. But when the living entity attains a human life, he gets a chance to get free from the Chains of karma. Karma, akarma and vikarma are very clearly described in the Bhagavad Gita. Now here is the, the answer. Karma, akarma and vikarma. We need to understand this in detail. This is explained in the um, Bhagavad Gita, third and fourth chapter. So, actions that are performed in terms of one's prescribed duties as mentioned in the revealed scriptures are called karma. So, if we act on the religious scriptures, um, that is karma, that is, that, will, that is called pious activity and it will give us pious results. Actions that free one from the cycle of birth and death are called a karma. Now, this is important, the akarma part. Akarma does not mean inaction. But actions that free one from the cycle of birth and death are called akarma. So there are mostly the Vedas are Trigunya Vishaya Veda, Nistraigunya Bhavarjuna. Krishna is saying to Arjuna. 
in the second chapter 45th verse Trigunya Vishaya Veda, Nistrigunyo Bhavarjuna, Nirdvanvo Nitya Satvastho, Nir Yoga Kshema Atmavan. The Vedas deal mainly with the subject of the three modes of material nature. O Arjuna, become transcendental to these three modes. Be free from all dualities and from all anxieties for gain and safety, and be established in the self. The Vedas, when we say three modes, it is within the cycle of birth and death. Only when we are above the three modes do we actually get liberated from this cycle. So, understanding that, so actions that are, um, that free one from the cycle of birth and death, that means the Nistrai Gunya, um, above the three Gunas. So, that actions are called Akarma. Um, and actions that are performed through the misuse of one's freedom and the direct one to the lower form life forms are called vikarma. So this is um, in short, what is this? Karma, akarma and vikarma. Huh? So actions that are performed in terms of one's prescribed duties are karma, according to revealed scriptures. Actions that free one from the cycle of birth and death are called akarma. Because, so in, in, that, in other words, actions that are performed in terms of the revealed scriptures do not necessarily free us, especially the Karmakanda section. They don't free us. Um, there is only very short, I mean very, very confidential portion of the Vedas which, which deal with this Akarma principle. Majority of the Vedas are full of this Karmakanda. And then finally, actions that are performed through misuse of one's freedom. That means we go against the scriptural rules and regulations and act whimsically, uh, then it is called vikarma, sinful action. And that is explained in Bhagavad Gita in the 16th chapter, 23rd verse. Yaha shastra vidhim utsrijya vartate kamakarataha nasasiddhima vapnoti nasukham na paramgatim he who discards scriptural injunctions and acts according to his own whims attains neither perfection nor happiness nor the supreme destination. So therefore, we have to follow the scriptures. The next verse, 1624. One One should therefore understand what is duty and what is not duty by the regulations of the scriptures. Knowing such rules and regulations, one should act so that he may gradually be elevated. So what is duty and what is not duty? And especially in that duty also, the akarma duties are the most purifying. Of these three types of action, that which frees one from the bondage of karma is preferred by intelligent man. This is explained in Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam 1 518 Tasya Nalabhyate Yadbrahmatamuparyadha. 
Kalena Sarvatra Gabhira Ramhasa. Persons who are actually intelligent and philosophically inclined should endeavor. So this is intelligent people. Persons who are actually intelligent and philosophically inclined should endeavor only for that purposeful end which is not obtainable even by wandering from the topmost planet Brahmaloka down to the lowest planet Pathala. As far as happiness derived from sense enjoyment is concerned, it can be obtained automatically in course of time, just as in course of time we obtain miseries even though we do not desire them. So, intelligent people, they work endeavor for only that purposeful end, that means for only that purposeful reason, which is or, or the, the, the aim, which is not obtainable even from by wandering from the topmost to the bottommost planet of this universe. In other words, they will endeavor for that end through which there is no more rebirth. With it. What, is, what does it mean by topmost to bottommost? But it means we have been wandering, eh? Brahmanda Brahmite, Brahmite Kona Bhagyavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasad Paya Bhakti Latabish. Brahmanda Brahmite, we are, you know, uh, we are going. Ashitim Chaturas Cheva, Laksham Stan, Jeeva Jatishu, uh, Brahmadbhir, Purusham Prapyam, Manusham Janma Pariyayat. So we have been going in different life forms and different planets, from topmost to bottommost planet in the universe. So anything that will result in such rebirth, Intelligent men do not endeavor for that. That is explained here. Hmm. As far as happiness from sense enjoyment is concerned, it can be automatically obtained uh, in course of time. Just as in course of time, you know, we obtain miseries. So nobody prays to God for misery. Oh God, please give me accident today. I let my car, you know, crash into a truck. Nobody says that. But it may happen, right? So, so many things. We don't pray for any inauspiciousness. But inauspiciousness happens. Similarly, even if we don't pray for auspiciousness or pious results, they will happen. As, you know, according to karma. That's why a pure devotee, he does not go to God to ask him, oh, please uh, make everything auspicious for me that I, I can comfortably stay in this material world. He will not do it. Because if he prays like that and the opposite happens, he will lose faith. Ordinary person. Pure devotee, it's not that he lose faith, that because of that he does, he does like that. But he is not interested. He knows that this is all fleeting, whether happiness and distress. But the neophyte, uh, when he prays for, you know, you know, for protection and then it doesn't happen, then he loses faith. Because whatever has to happen will happen. That is why it is said in the Bhagavad Gita. So, devotee unnecessarily does not disturb Krishna. Yaha sarvatrana bhisnehas tattat prapya shubhashubham nabhinandati nadveshti tasya pragya pratishthita. In the material world, one who is unaffected by whatever good or evil he may obtain. Neither praising it nor despising it is firmly fixed in perfect knowledge. There, there is a nice verse in the Mukundamala Stotra. This is uh, verse 5 of Mukundamala Stotra. Nastha dharme navasunichaye naiva kamo pabhoge yad bhavyam tad bhavatu bhagavan. 
पूर्वकर्माथ्यम मम बहुमत जन्म जन्मांतरेपीत्दाबोरुहयुगता निश्चला भक्तिरस्तु इसी दिस पूर्वकर्माूपम यद्भाव्यम तद्भवतु भगवन सेंग ओ मै लॉर्ड आई हैव नो अटैचमेंट फॉर रिलीजियोसिटी और फॉर एक्यूमुलेटिंग वेल्थ द मीन्स दिस धर्म अर्थ काम मोक्ष आई एम नॉट इंटरेस्टेड आई हैव नो अटैचमेंट फॉर रिलीजियोसिटी धर्म नास्था धर्मे सी धर्म न वसु निचय दैट इज फॉर एक्यूमुलेटिंग वेल्थ वसु निचय मीन्स यू नो एक्यूमुलेटिंग वेल्थ नामोपोगे काम उपभोग काम सो धर्म अर्थ काम और फॉर एंजॉइंग सेंस ग्रैटिफिकेशन लेट दीज कम एज द इनविटेबली मस्ट दे गुड कम एनी वे एज हाउ दे विल कम इन अकॉर्डेंस विथ माई पास डीड्स यद्भाव्यम तद्भवतु भगवन पूर्वकर्मापम सो हीज नॉट प्रेइंग टू कृष्णा प्लीज यू नो ब्रिंग ऑस्पेशियसनेस प्लीज गो डोंट गिव मी मिजरी ही सेंग लेट वॉट एवर इज बाउंड टू हैपन अकॉर्डिंग टू माई पूर्वकर्मापम लेट इट हैपन अकॉर्डिंग टू माई पास यू नो एक्टिविटीज कर्मा वॉट एवर सपोज टू हैपन लेट इट हैपन डजेंट मैटर आई एम नॉट प्रेइंग फॉर एनीथिंग टू चेंज एनी सिचुएशन दिस वे एंड दैट वे आई वॉन्ट दैट आई वॉन्ट आई एम प्रेइंग टू यू दैट आई वॉन्ट unflinching devotional service to your lotus feet birth after birth even if i have to take many many births doesn't matter whatever whatever you want you do with me but one thing i will ask you that i want devotional service that you please don't take away from me so that is his prayer hmm. so he doesn't ask to pray the i mean he doesn't pray to ask for the, a change in the situation i think it is said like we always ask um i mean many people they go to god to ask him to change our situation not understanding that the lord engineered the situation to change us we need to change he has put all those difficulties or whatever it is so that we will change so he is showing us how material life is difficult don't bother endeavoring for any result here in this material world it will always go ebb and flow up and down you know it is never going to be all the way you know favorable or all the way unfavorable so we just have to stay away from this whole thing and counteracting it and wasting so much time in that that's why krishna said in the second chapter 14th verse what is that tam stitikshya swabharata matra sparshastu kaunteya shitoshna sukha dukkhada agama payano nityas tam stitikshya swabharata just tolerate toleration is the best tolerance is the best way um to be undisturbed by the flow of you know the karma that comes and hits us because if something favorable favorable happens and we are very elated that means we have been distract distracted we have become distracted from our real aim of life which is to serve krishna it is not that serving krishna means one has to be like a robot you know without any feelings no no happiness no distress just like a robot no <laughs> you know it is so much happiness that it doesn't depend on the situation at all 
doesn't depend on the situation. His happiness is so much on a higher level. Sukham atyantikam yattad buddhigrahyam atindriyam. These are explained in the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Go to this. You see? Yatro paramate chittam niruddham yoga sevaya. Yatra chaivatman atmanam pashyan atmanitushyati. Sukham atyantikam yattad buddhigrahyam atindriyam. Vetti yatra na chaivayam sthitaschalati tatvataham. Yam labdhva chaparam labham manyate na adhikam tataha yasmin sthito na dukhe na gurunapi vichalyate tadvidya dukhasam yoga viyogam yoga samgitam. Very nice. In this stage of perfection called trance or samadhi or Krishna perfect Krishna consciousness. One's mind is completely restrained from material mental activities by practice of yoga. This perfection is characterized by one's ability to see the self by the pure mind and to relish and rejoice in the self. So, Atmarama, he is rejoicing in the self. His elation is not dependent on a favorable material circumstance and his disappointment is not based on a um, unfavorable material circumstance. He is not affected by these things. That does not mean he is a robot and without feelings and just, you know, like that. No. He is full of happiness. So much of happiness that, you know, as we have discussed, Apuryamanam achalapratishtham samudramapah pravishanti yadvat tadvat kamayam pravishanti sarve nakama, what is it? Sashantim apnoti nakama kami Chapter 2, text 70 of Bhagavad Gita. When you have an ocean, an ocean is so big and at each second, millions and trillions of tons of water is coming into the ocean from different rivers from all across the globe. The ocean does not increase. It's not agitated by that. No, because it is so much more full that these are just, these are just um, insignificant amounts of water. So, that is the state at which a Krishna conscious person, a sthitak pragna person, uh, sthitak pragna means those who are fixed in consciousness, on Krishna consciousness. So, they operate from that level. So, therefore, we have to be always situated on that level of Krishna consciousness, undeviating. Then we will be able to easily tolerate. We have to tolerate even the favorable circumstances. That is, a, we have to exhibit tolerance even towards favorable circumstances. It's not just about, oh, when something bad happens, it's tolerated. No, even something good happens, tolerate it. Don't be distracted. Oh, yes, 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 and then go in this way and then forget Krishna consciousness. Forget, uh, forgetting uh, um, Krishna consciousness is the biggest problem. I think um, Mahachidram, what is that? I remember this verse and again I forgot. Um, Mahachidram. Yeah, 2.936. I did not practice it enough, you see. We have to repeat. The more we repeat, the more we will remember the shloka. Even if we remember the shloka, if you don't repeat it always, we will forget. And you see, that's what happened to me. And therefore, I need to again go here. Ah, yes. So, in the Vishnu Puran, it is written, Sahanistan Mahachidram 
सोह स विभ्रम यन्मुहूर्त क्षण वापी वासुदेव न चिंत If even for a moment remembrance of Vasudeva, the supreme personality of Godhead, is missed, that is the greatest loss, that is the greatest illusion, and that is the greatest anomaly. So this is the greatest. So so-called happiness and distress both are distractions, fixed in Krishna consciousness. That is what needs to be done. Sahanistan Mahachidram. See this one. This is the one. No, not this. So, an actions that are performed through the misuse of one's freedom and direct. Okay, that is vikarma. Of these three types of action, which, that which frees one from bondage to karma is preferred by intelligent man. Intelligent means buddhi, and buddhi. Krishna explains in the second chapter of uh, Bhagavad Gita, buddhi yoga. So there it is mentioned, kar- yoga karma sukaushalam. What is that? The art of work. How is that done? Buddhi yukto jahati ha ubhe sukrita dushkrite tasmad yoga yajjasva yoga karma sukaushalam. Chapter 2, text 50 of Bhagavad Gita. Intelligent men perform like this. This is karma su- yoga karma sukaushalam. Kaushalam means art, karmasu, in all activities. This is the art of working. A man engaged in devotional service rids himself of both good and bad actions, even in this life. See? So, his buddhi yoga is the same as bhakti yoga. So, when we are engaged in bhakti yoga, devotional service, we rid oneself, we rid ourselves of both good and bad actions, even in this life. Therefore, strive for yoga, which is the art of all work. Ordinary men wish to perform good work in order to be recognized and achieve some higher status of life in this world or in heaven. But more advanced men, more advanced men want to be free altogether from the actions and reactions of work. Intelligent men well know that both good and bad work equally bind one to the material miseries that we have already studied. Consequently, they seek that work which will free them from the reactions of both good and bad work. Such liberating work is described here in the pages of Sri Ishopanishad. So, there is another verse which also describes, I mean, which also touches upon this point. In the Srimad Bhagavatam 5.5.5 Parabhavastavada bodha jato Yavanna jignyasata atma tattvam Yavat kriyastavadidam manovai Karmatmakam yena sharira bandham As long as one does not inquire about the spiritual values of life, one is defeated and subjected to miseries arising from ignorance. As long as we do not inquire into the spiritual values of life. So, one is defeated. Our life is a defeat. Even though we may be the greatest, we may, go, we may get Oscar awards or some Nobel Prize or some in, in India, what is that? Padma Bhushan. Padma, so, Padma, Padma Shri. 
award and all this we, we may get anything in this world and millions of people may applaud such people but it is a defeat if we do not inquire about the spiritual values of life therefore we should not be so much concerned about worldly opinion worldly opinion who are they they don't know what is the aim of life what is the use of their praise or their their criticism it doesn't matter we have to only uh, be concerned with the with the um, judgment of krishna and his devotee the guru and the devotees who are properly following their judgment is proper so we should be concerned with their judgment of course nowadays especially to the youth the motivational speakers they are saying no no don't judge and don't let yourself be judged by others do what you want to do what if the person wants to be a thief don't judge him the law will judge him anyway right so this is a when one goes to an interview he is judged by the interviewer when one is in the court he is judged and our our very life was a result of a judgment after our past death we were judged our activities were judged and even the biggest talent shows that are famous on on tv like all this what uh, americans got talent british got talent you know all this this talent shows there are four judges sitting there and judging all acts right so and those are the most um what popular shows where there is a judge so there is always a judgment we always judgment means that is a sign of intelligence don't judge means you remain a fool you know that's what they're asking you to do but judging with a wrong without any knowledge that is useless that is useless we have to judge based on krishna's knowledge that judgment is proper judgment so therefore um when we say when krishna says mudha all the materialists are fools and rascals we can say because that is the truth it's not my opinion it is krishna's opinion so krishna's opinion is actually law what is law is actually krishna's opinion so my opinion yeah it may or may not hold but krishna's opinion or oh, that means that is law if krishna likes something we have to do that if krishna doesn't like something we cannot do that ah. <clears throat> so as long as we do not inquire about the spiritual values of life one is defeated and subjected to the, subjected to the miseries arising from ignorance misery arising from ignorance what is that because of our ignorance we have been life after life we are engaging in sinful activities and uh, that is because of ignorance all these miseries that we have is because of our ignorance of our real nature so be it sinful or pious karma has its resultant actions if a person is engaged in any kind of karma his mind is called karmatmaka colored with fruitive activity as long as the mind is impure consciousness is unclear and as long as one is absorbed in fruitive activity he has to accept a material body so intelligent men well know that good both good and bad work equally bind one to the material miseries so that is the verse consequently they seek that work which will free them from the reactions of both good and bad work we have seen the yoga karma so kaushalam chapter 2 text 50 such liberating work is described here in the pages of shri ishopanishad the instructions of shri ishopanishad are more elaborately explained in the bhagavad gita sometimes called the gitopanishad 
So the Bhagavad Gita is also an Upanishad. Mahabharata is called the fifth Veda and Bhagavad Gita is the Gita Upanishad. Just like every Veda have so many Upanishads inside that. So similarly the fifth Veda Mahabharata has its own Upanishad called the Gita Upanishad. But this Gita Upanishad is the essence of every Upanishad. That's why Shankaracharya has uh, composed the verse, uh, verses Gita Mahatmya. And he, these are seven verses he composed in glory of Bhagavad Gita, proclaiming the glories of Bhagavad Gita. And in the sixth verse, he said, Sarvo Panishado Gavo Dogdhago Palanandanaha Partho Vatsaha Sudhir Bhokta Dugdham Gitamritam Mahat. So, Sarvo Panishado Gavo, if all the Upanishads are together taken and they can be compared to the cow. Cow is very auspicious. So all the Upanishads are very auspicious. All of them together is a cow. Suppose. So this is metaphorical, metaphorical explanation. Dogdha Gopala Nandana. Now Krishna is called Gopala Nandana. He is the, he is the son of Gopal who is, uh, what is that, Nanda Maharaj. So his name is also Gopal. So he is Gopal. He is a caretaker of the cows. And he milks the cows. Dogdha Gopala Nandana. Partha, partho vatsaha, the, the, the partha, Arjuna, is the vatsaha, the calf. Uh, partho vatsaha sudhir bhokta, with his good intelligence, he is drinking dugdham gitamritam mahat. Dugdham means milk. Gitamritam, the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita, is the milk of that cow of all the Upanishads. And that milk, from the cow, the essence is the milk. That is the most nutritious part. And you know, Arjuna was drinking that with his intelligence, Sudhir Bhokta, with his good intelligence. And similarly, we have to also drink that milk of Gita Upanishad, which is the essence of all Upanishads. So, the statements of Isha Upanishad are more elaborately explained in the Gita Upanishad or the Bhagavad Gita. The instructions of Sri Upanishad are more elaborately explained in the Bhagavad Gita, sometimes called the Gita Upanishad, the cream of all the Upanishads. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, texts 9 through 16, the personality of Godhead says that one cannot attain the state of Naishkarmya or Akarma without executing the prescribed duties mentioned in the Vedic literature. This is true. We will go to that. Chapter 3. It's very instructive verses, these 9 to 16 of third chapter. It's very instructive verses. The Pravartitam Chakram, the whole Yajna Chakra is explained here. So, 9, 3, 9. Yajnarthat karma nonyatra, loko yam karma bandhanaha, tadartham karma kaunteya mukta sangaha samachara. Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Therefore, O son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction and in that way you will always remain free from bondage. So, work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. So, that is <coughs> akarma. <coughs> Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Okay? So, Sahayagyaha prajaha srishtva puro vacha prajapatihi anena prasavishyadvam Esha Vostvishtaka Madhuk. In the beginning of creation, 
the Lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods along with sacrifices for Vishnu and blessed them by saying, Be thou happy by this yajna sacrifice because its performance will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily and achieving liberation. So in this life you will be happy and next life you will achieve liberation. So all perfection will be there and all happiness will be there by following this cycle of yajna. Hmm. So in the beginning, the Lord sent forth the generations along with the process of yajna. Just like any product would automatically along with the product comes the product manual. So similarly, along with our life, along with our, the creation of species, the system of yajna was also introduced. So the manual, how to use this human body. Devan bhavayatanena te deva bhavayantuvaha parasparam bhavayanta shreyam shreyah paramavapsyatha. The demigods being pleased by sacrifices will also please you and thus by cooperation between man and demigods prosperity will reign for all. Ishtan bhogan hivo deva dasyante yajna bhavitaha tairdattan apradayaibhyo yobhung testena evasaha. In charge of the various necessities of life, the demigods being satisfied by the performance of yajna sacrifice will supply all necessities to you. But he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief. Yajna shishtashinahasanto muchyante sarvakil vishayehe bhunjate tetva ghampapa yepa chantyatmakaranat The devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment verily eat only sin. Annad bhavanti bhutani parjanyadanna sambhavaha yajnad bhavati parjanyo yajnaha karma samudbhavaha All living bodies subsist on food grains which are produced from rains. Rains are produced by performance of yajna sacrifice and yajna is born of prescribed duties. Especially for Kali Yuga, this yajna process is chanting of Hare Krishna. Sankirtana yajna, japa yajna. So this is the yajna that is for Kali Yuga. Karma Brahmodbhavam Vidhi Brahmakshara Samudbhavam Tasmat Sarvagatam Brahma Nityam Yajne Pratishthitam Regulated activities are prescribed in the Vedas and the Vedas are directly manifested from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Consequently, the all-pervading transcendence is eternally situated in acts of sacrifice. Yajna Tasmat Sarvagatam Brahma Nityam Yajne Pratishthitam that's why um, Vishnu is also called Yajna Purusha, Yajna, Lord of Yajna. Finally, the 16th verse. Evam pravartitam chakram nanu vartayati hayaha aghayurindriyaramo mogham sajivati. My dear Arjuna, one who does not follow in human life the cycle of um, sacrifice thus established by the Vedas certainly leads a life full of sin. Living only for the satisfaction of the senses, such a person lives in vain. You see that? Who does not follow the cycle of sacrifice established by the Vedas certainly leads a life full of sin. So, these few verses that we have read, 9 to 16, are the perfect solution for all economic problems. All economic problems, basically we need food, clothing and shelter. And all this depends on our rains. And rains are produced by yajna. So, just by chanting... All the rains will automatically come. You may say, oh, this is not practical, this is not logical, you know, what is this? By chanting, rain is coming. Yeah, because these rains are not in our control. 
but it is not that it is no, under no one's control. No, it is under the control of the demigods and the demigods are devotees of Krishna. And if Krishna is satisfied, then the demigods are also satisfied because they are devotees of Krishna. And therefore, they will supply all necessities uh, under his order. So, in that way, everything will be taken care of. But modern industrialization, they don't want to follow the cycle of sacrifice. Let alone sacrifice, they completely deny God first. What to speak of sacrificing for him and doing anything for him. They deny his existence in the first place. And that is why the whole problem starts. That is the root of the problem. They deliberately disobey him and deny his existence. That is where the whole problem is starting from. So this Naishkarmya, in the Bhagavad Gita, the personality of Godhead says that one cannot attain the state of Naishkarmya or Akarma um, without executing the prescribed duties mentioned in the Vedic literature. This literature can regulate this Vedic literature can regulate the working energy of a human being in such a way that he can gradually realize the authority of the Supreme Being. Hmm. In the Vedas, there are so many kinds of yajnas that are there. Some are meant for those who are very much in the mode, who are very much in the mode of ignorance, like animal sacrifices. Okay, once a month, only on Amavasa day, you only can eat a goat offered in front of Kali in, the, in a temple that is outside the city precincts. Nobody should hear the cry of the animal, all so many rules. So, for those who cannot stop eating meat, okay, you eat meat, but you do in this restricted manner. And also, before you kill the animal, you say that, now I am killing you and you have the right to kill me in your next life. So, it is not because just you are saying it is going to happen. It is actually going to happen anyway. So, just that you remind yourself what you are doing. So, the idea is so that we understand what is the um, horrible work we are doing. So, in that way, it is ultimately to renounce the, those sinful activities. So, in this way, there are so many rules for different different classes of people and slowly elevate them to the next stage, to the next stage, to the next stage until they come to the highest stage which is worshipping Krishna. So, those who are on the highest stage of worshipping Krishna, they need not follow the rules like, oh, once a month sacrifice, okay, Vaishnava does not, if he kills a you know, goat and offers to Kali, that is not, that is not proper, that is a sinful activity. Because from higher state, he has gone and fo- following some lower uh, principle. But if from lower, if he follows the highest Vaishnava, like the hunter, Mrigari, he was a hunter, you know, not forget about sacrifice to Kali, he was just simply eating and he was killing, half killing animals. So, Narad Muni changed him into a devotee. And then from that state of complete sinful life, he elevated to the maximum Vais- Vaishnava life. And that is alright. Mainly people have to get elevated. Whether slowly or fast or whatever, people have to be elevated. Uh, so, our there are so many activities that are mentioned in the Vedas. So, some are meant for lower consciousness of people. Some are meant for higher consciousness. Um, not that all rules of Vedas apply for every people, every kind of people. So, here it is said, that one cannot attain the state of Naishkarma or Akarma without executing the prescribed duties mentioned in the Vedic literature. This literature can regulate the working energy of a human being in such a way that he can gradually realize the authority of the Supreme Being. That's the whole idea of this. Uh, Gradually we come to the point of surrendering to Krishna. Hmm. When he realizes the authority of the personality of Godhead, Vasudeva or Krishna, it is to be understood that he has attained the stage of positive knowledge. 
in this purified stage of in, in sorry in this purified stage the modes of nature namely goodness passion and ignorance cannot act and he is able to work on the basis of naishkarmya naishkarmya such work does not bind one to the cycle of birth and death factually no one has to do anything more than render devotional service to the lord so if one does not understand what is his karma akarma vikarma and you know heavenly planets hellish planets and you know all these intricacies basically this factually no one has to do anything more than render devotional service to the lord if we engage ourselves in devotional service everything is taken care of shraddha shabde vishwas sudrida nischay shraddha shabde vishwas kahe sudrida nischay krishna bhakti kaile sarva karma krita hoy this is shraddha faith faith means to have the complete firm conviction that when i am engaged in krishna service everything else is taken care of i don't need to worry whether i have to do this thing oh my family tradition was this and you know, i have to do this how how if i just stop like that maybe you know the demigods will not be happy with me because i stopped my shiva worship or ganesh worship or durga worship you know maybe they will be angry with me you know we have to get over this sentimental thoughts in the head we have to understand that they are all parts and parcels of the supreme lord and they will be happy if we become krishna's servants canto 4 chapter 31 text 14 ಯಥಾಥರೋರ್ಮೂಲನಿಶೇಚನೇನಿಯಾಣಿಂದ್ರಿಯಾಣಾಂಥೈವರ್ವಾರ್ಹಣಮಚ್ಯುತೆಜ
पादारविंद विमुखात्पचम वरिष्ठ मे तदर्पित मनोवचने if a brahmana has all 12 of the brahmanical qualifications as they are stated in the book called sanat sujata but is not a devotee and is averse to the lotus feet of the lord he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog eater not that a devotee is a dog eater but who comes from a dog eating family but who has dedicated everything mind words activities wealth and life to the supreme lord such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify the ho- his whole family whereas the so called brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself so it looks like oh they are not satisfied with me because they are in ignorance but they will be blessed just by the children going into krishna consciousness they may not realize it now but the demigods are not like that they know completely that vishnu is the ओम तद्विष्णु परमं पदम सदा पश्यन्ति सूरयः दिविवचक्षुरातत तद्विप्रासो विपन्यवो जाग्रवंशसमिन्धते विष्णोर्यत परमं पदम सो द डेमिगॉड्स आर ऑलवेज प्रेइंग टू द लोटस फीट ऑफ विष्णु सदा पश्यन्ति सूरयः दे आर ऑलवेज यू नो इन साइट द लोटस फीट ऑफ द लॉर्ड इज इन साइट ऑलवेज यू नो that is them the demigods so they are always satisfied if like any devotee if he sees another becoming person becoming devotee he will be very happy hmm. if his son becomes devotee oh he is very happy so therefore the demigods will always be happy so to get into this mindset oh maybe they will become angry this is all mental concoction some nonsense in the head we have to get over that that means we don't have enough shraddha or faith in the whole process what to speak there is a nice verse We'll go, go to that verse and come back here. Shrimad Bhagavatam, Kanto 12, Chapter 3, Text 43 and 44. Both are very nice. We'll go to 43. Kalauna Rajan, Jagatamparam Gurum, Trilokanatha Natapada Pankajam, प्राण मर्तमच्युत यक्षंड विभिन्न चेत ओ किंग इन द एज ऑफ कली पीपल्स इंटेलिजेंस विल बी डाइवर्टेड बाय एथीजम एंड दे विल ऑलमोस्ट नेवर ऑफर सैक्रिफाइस टू द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड हू इज द सुप्रीम स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर ऑफ द यूनिवर्स ऑल दो द ग्रेट पर्सनैलिटीज हू कंट्रोल द थ्री वर्ल्ड ऑल बाउ डाउन टू द लोटस फीट ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड द पेटी एंड मिजरेबल ह्यूमन बींग्स ऑफ दिस एज विल नॉट डू सो in fact they are bowing down, bowing down their heads at the lotus feet of krishna but the petty and miserable human beings of this age of kali will not do hmm. so they are all devotees uh, they will always be happy when one becomes a devotee an ordinary man works for his own sense enjoyment okay i think we have missed some sentences hmm actually no one has to do anything more than render devotional service to the lord however in the lower stages of life one cannot independently adopt sorry one cannot immediately adopt the activities of devotional service nor can one completely stop fruitive work so this is true so many devotees they understand okay fine krishna consciousness is the way but they cannot immediately stop their fruitive work and they cannot immediately take up to devotional service completely a conditioned work uh, sorry a conditioned soul is accustomed to working for sense gratification for his own selfish interest immediate or extended what is immediate or extended selfish interest either i work for myself 
or my extended self, my family, or even more extended self, my race, my community, my country, my species. In this way, I may extend my uh, spheres of influence or spheres of affection. But, so that's what he said here. Conditioned soul is accustomed to working for sense gratification for his own selfish interest, immediate or extended. An ordinary man works for his own sense enjoyment and when this principle of sense enjoyment is extended to include his society, nation or humanity in general, it assumes various attractive names such as altruism, socialism, communism, nationalism and humanitarianism. These isms are certainly very attractive forms of karma bandhana, karmic bondage. You see what is said. These isms of what? Altruism, socialism, communism, nationalism and humanitarianism are certainly very attractive forms of karma bandhana, karmic bondage. But the Vedic instruction of Sri Ishopanishad is that if one actually wants to live for any of the above isms, he should make them God-centered. There is no harm in becoming a family man or an altruist, a socialist, a communist, a nationalist or a humanitarian provided that he executes his activities in relation with Ishavasya, the God-centered conception. So, if God is removed from the equation, then it is a complete rubbish nonsense. Hmm. It is bound to be a failure. But all these things, if God is the center, then yes, everything is perfect. Hmm. In the Bhagavad Gita, for example, if one wants to be a nationalist, if one wants to serve his country, okay, and if he's you know like a head of the country, okay, now organize sankirtan, uh, give facility for the devotees to do sankirtan everywhere, uh, open temples, give them. And of course, they must be regulated that you know they don't do some corruption in the name of real devotees will never do corruption. <clears throat> so they have to give all facility for the devotees to do sankirtan and spread the holy name far and wide. You know, the message of Bhagavad Gita should be spread. Ekam Shastram Devaki Putra Gitam, Eko Devo Devaki Putra Eva, Eko Mantrastasya Namaniyani, Karma Pekam Tasya Devasya Seva. So these things, if, the, if, the, if a country is built on these principles, oh, that is perfect nationalism. That is completely God-centered nationalism. Uh, so this has to be done. God-consciousness has to be the center of everything, not anything else. Now, the economic condition is the center of everything. You know, that is what matters. You know? That is like Ravan. Ravan, his Lanka was called Swarna Lanka. Golden Lanka. All he, he wanted was Hiranya Kashupu. You know, Hiranya Kashupu means what? Hiranya means gold, Kashupu means soft bed. So, Ravana, Ravana is also, you know, his incarnation of Jaya and Vijay, Hiranya Kashupu also same. So, they wanted this comfort, gold and comfort, bed means what, women, you know, wine, these things they want, and these things they want. So, Ravan also wanted these things and he made very elaborate arrangements for these things. But what happened? That Swarnalanka became Bhasmalanka, you know, ashes, it became ashes in the end. Hanuman just burned the whole Lanka. And later on, the Ram, Lakshman, all the Vanaras came completely decimated. And Ravana himself, was, he died. So, this will be the uh, result of people who are always, always after money. And judge their countries according to how much money they have. Hmm. This is not 
I mean, every year there is so much budget. Oh, this is our national budget for the year. So much budget, budget, budget. This is all money. But where is such a planned program for, okay, this is our national, our yearly program for um, God consciousness, I mean, spreading of God consciousness, propagation of God consciousness. No, not zero. So the religious societies, they are left to themselves to, to propagate this. And that also is being restricted. Okay, at least you let them, okay, you don't have a plan. You let them execute, not also restricted. So now, especially in Kali Yuga, everywhere it will be restricted. Krishna consciousness will be restricted. So, uh, the devotees are not given free, uh, you know, uh, this thing, um, facility to spread the holy name, to spread the message of Bhagavad Gita, to spread prasadam. No facility. And... And because of that, there will be so many problems. But the government is, will be very attentive to try and solve all problems and everything by, you know, big, big budgets, this and that, this and that. But a very simple, free solution, free, open mouth and chant. Uh, you just give some free facility for devotees. No, they don't want to give. So, what? and all the problems that they are trying to solve with billions and trillions of dollars can be solved freely by chanting Hare Krishna, the holy name of Krishna. So, anyway, our position is to somehow or other exist in this Kali Yuga. We can't expect all the governments to immediately change and understand our whole thing. We can't expect them to understand. So, we have to go on and preaching in whatever way we can exist, we should exist in and make the impact felt. Uh, We should, uh, you know, uh, move with full uh, determination despite all odds and especially in Kali Yuga it will be very much against not the only Kali Yuga everywhere every at all times these were there like Ravan he was in Treta Yuga Hiranyakashipu was in Satya Yuga so these those were pious times but still demons were there those demons were much greater than Kali Yuga Kali Yuga all small small demons many small demons so the, those days big big demons one demon so big that you know whole universe was under his rule so, but the same concept, the same tyranny, the same, the same um, anxiety that they would give to the devotees. But the Lord is always there for protecting the devotees. And therefore, we need not worry about everything. We just need to propagate Krishna consciousness as much as we can. Hmm. So, this altruist, socialist, communist, nationalist, humanitarian, all this with Krishna consciousness, that is perfect. Alright, in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, text 40. Lord Krishna states that God-centered activities are so valuable that just a few of them can save a person from the greatest danger. Hmm. Where is this verse? 240. So, we will go there. Neha bhikrama nashoste pratyavayo navidyate svalpam apyasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat. In this endeavor, there is no loss or diminution and a little advancement on this path can protect one from the most dangerous type of fear. So, what is this most dangerous type of fear? The greatest danger of life is the danger of gliding down again into the evolutionary cycle of birth and death among the 8,400,000 species. The danger is not something like ghost is coming or you know something. That is not, you know, that is nothing compared to the ghost of Maya. Jeev jago, Jeev jago, Gaurachandra bole, Katanidra jao Maya, Pisachir kole. So, that is the real Pisach, the real ghost is Maya. So, it was... That is, she is the greatest danger. 
because of her influence we are rotating in the cycle of birth and death that is the greatest danger so by even rendering a little service we will be getting human form next life that is explained here the greatest danger of life is the danger of gliding down again into the evolutionary cycle of birth and death among the 8,400,000 species of life if somehow or other a man misses the spiritual opportunity afforded by his human form of life and falls down again into the evolutionary cycle he must be considered most unfortunate see that if after getting human form if we glide down to animal life that is so unfortunate because it will take another millions of years again to come to human life and then again we can start to make start to make a solution hoping that we would meet some pure devotee when we get that human form and that human form is again going to last for another you know 50 to 100 years max on an, on an average so within that window of opportunity we have to grab you know if at all we get the opportunity of you know getting the association of pure devotees if we don't get then what again animal life and another millions of years how much time there is a saying they say grab the opportunity of a lifetime within the lifetime of that opportunity try to understand grab the opportunity of a lifetime within the lifetime of that opportunity because it's not going to stay forever uh, and here it is not just a grab the opportunity of a lifetime grab the opportunity of millions of trillions of lifetimes within the lifetime of that opportunity which is what like you know how little window we have but if we don't grab it within the lifetime of that opportunity then we lose and it's the greatest misfortune we go back again into the animal species <clears throat> due to his defense oh, oh sorry due to his defective senses a foolish man cannot see that this is happening we don't see the danger we think life is all good hunky and dory you know it's like we're having a party we're having a you know um, what uh, what is that called um, fine time or whatever time you know so i think what happy hour happy hour yeah we are having a happy hour you know and drinks so this kind of hedonistic lifestyle they think and they completely blind to the fear it is just like this you know when a deer is there i think there is a verse right okay here is this the one you see this this is canto 4 chapter 29 text 53 and yeah 53 this is very very important verse hmm क्षुद्रम चरम सुमनसा शरणे मिहित्वा रक्तम षडं घृगणसामसुलुब्धकर्णम अग्रे वृकान सुतृपो विगणययांतम पृष्ठे मृगं मृगयलुब्धकबाण भिन्नम वेरी ब्यूटीफुल वर्स सी 
my dear king please search out that deer who is engaged in eating grass in a very nice flower garden along with his wife that deer is very much attached to his business what is his business eating grass and he is enjoying the sweet singing of the bumblebees in his garden just try to understand his position he is unaware that before him is a tiger which is accustomed to living at the cost of another's flesh behind the deer is a hunter who is threatening to pierce him with sharp arrows thus the deer's death is imminent see that this is our position the deer is enjoying deer is enjoying with his wife and that sweet singing of the bumblebees and eating grass but in front in the in the you know in the tall grass behind the grass is the tiger he cannot see the tiger right in front of him that is on one side behind there is a hunter waiting to just release his arrow but he is think he is thinking he is completely happy this is our stupidity in this material world we are like this deer completely over here we don't know what the danger is death can come at any time death is not the real danger the real danger is after that after death what is going to happen <laughs> if if we if we think death is painful the life after death will be even more painful if we are sinful hmm that is million times more pain if 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 the hunter just releases the arrow and then the deer dies in a second okay not much pain you know uh, hardly he realized anything before he even died but then where the deer goes in a, in other words where do we go after death one may be happy you know until the point maybe he meets with an accident suppose and until he meets with the accident the moment he is hit until the moment he is hit he is just singing in the car a song you know and then suddenly hits and dies finish he doesn't even know what happened so does that mean okay he is happy you know wow he died happily you know he was singing and he died no the after death is what is important it is not end all of everything and that is going to be the greatest danger and from that we will be saved if we take to devotional service even little bit devotional service if one takes to it will save us from the greatest danger so due to his defective senses a foolish man cannot see that this is happening just like the deer Hmm. Consequently, Sri Ishupanishad advises us to exert our energy in the spirit of Ishavasya, hmm. and that everything is the Lord's property. Being so engaged, we may wish to live for many, many years. Otherwise, a long life is in itself has no value. Hmm. In the platform of Ishavasya, we can live many, many years, no problem. We will not be entangled in karma. But otherwise, the long life itself, everybody wants to live long. oh long life long life what is the use of a long life if it is full of sin what is the use of such a life um there is one uh, muni called lomarsha muni he is a very 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 special muni he is very unique in this whole universe because his lifetime is so long is so long that brahma's lifetime is nothing compared to his when the whole universe is created and destroyed and when brahma dies at the end of the lifetime of the universe after 311 trillion 40 billion years 
when Brahma dies. One hair on Lomarshamuni's body drops. One hair. And he will die when all the hair on his body is falls down. You know? He will die only when all the hair on his body falls down, he will die at that time. <laughs> and each hair will drop when one Brahma dies. And when next creation is happening, he will wait. He will wait. You know, in the in the blank expanse of space, somewhere, wherever he is, he will wait. And when the universe comes, oh, then again, he is there. And then our next Brahma dies, another hair drops. Just imagine the lifetime of this 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 um, this Muni Lomarshamuni. Now, what happened? So he was chanting Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare. He was chanting Lomarshamuni. So Narad Muni passed by. Narad Muni saw, my dear Muni, why don't you at least sit in a cave or you know at least construct a small hut so that you know when there is sun or you know rain or you know anything at least there is some protection you know some some of your disciples can just ex, you know get a the hut for you you know done he said life is so short why we why we should waste time in constructing these things and protection for the body life is too short for that you know better use the time in chanting hare krishna narad muni was very happy to hear this so you see how he is looking at it I mean, <sighs> Lomarshamani, I mean, his lifetime is practically eternal. Practically eternal. It's like gazillions of years. But then, that hut, how long will it take to create a small hut? So, like two days maybe can be built. The disciples can build it, you know, he must, he must be having so many disciples. And they can build it in one day probably. But even that time he did not want to waste in, in maintenance of the body. Let that rain come, whatever it happens, let it happen. Just, I want to be just chanting. So, this is how um, devotee sees. He doesn't waste even a single amount, a single uh, second. So, in that way, he can live for so long. Like here, today's verse. Kurvan neveha karmani jiji vise chatham sama. Hundreds of years you can live. He was living trillions of years. He is still living. Trillions of years he can live. With this consciousness, but he will never be implicated with karma. Hmm. Otherwise, if we just lo- want long life, then trees also have long life. Hmm. A tree lives for hundreds and hundreds of years, but there is no point in living a long time like trees or breathing like bellows or begetting children like hogs and dogs or eating like camels. A humble God-centered life is more valuable than a colossal hoax of a life. Dedicated to godless altruism or socialism. Okay, these are actually verses. A tree lives for hundreds and hundreds of years. So, let's go there. This is from the Srimad Bhagavatam. These are translations of verses actually. Two, three. Hmm. You see this 2318. 
तरवह किम न जीवंती भस्त्राह किम न श्वसंत्युत न खादंती न मेहंती किम ग्रामे पशवो परे Do the trees not live? Because people want long life. Right? Trees also have long life. What is the use of having a long life? No, no, no. Prabhupada actually explained this <laughs> like this in the in one lecture. He said, no, 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 no. Uh, long life. Yeah, tree. No, tree cannot move. No, it cannot breathe. I, I, I am breathing. You know, I am different from tree. Then, do the bellows of the blacksmith not breathe? You know what's the bellows of a blacksmith? You know that. He, you know, um, pumps air to cool down. You know, there is bellows. So the bellows, like you know, like harmonium. Harmonium when you, you know, uh, what is that? When you push, that is the bellows. So, but then when you make them, the sound will be there. So, the, the air is being let in and then, so air is going in and out. So, that is also breathing, right? So, the bellows of a blacksmith also breathe. So, just because you are breathing, it is not that you are alive. Uh, that is not symptom of life, uh, real life. That even uh, bellows can do or trees also can live for long life. No, no, not just breathing and living long. I, I, you know, just like you see, all around us the beasts. I want to have sex. I want to have family. Hmm? You know, a tree cannot have sex, and a bellows of blacksmith, blacksmith, they cannot, you know, have sex. But I want, I want to have sex, and you know, I want to have family, and this and that. Then here it is said, all around us, do the beasts not eat and discharge semen? So how are we different from these species if this is what we want in life? That is, that is a implication here. So if we just want to live long, then we are no better than trees. And if we just think that we are greater than trees because we can breathe, we are just like a bellows of a blacksmith. And if we think we are greater than all these things because we can have a family, then we are just as good as the animals. Men who are like dogs, hogs, camels and asses praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna, the deliverer of evils. So, we will be no better than animals if we don't glorify uh, Lord Krishna. And if we are not interested in hearing Lord Krishna's pastimes, but as good as animals, just because we can breathe, just because we, if we live long without Krishna consciousness, what is the point of such a life? Hmm. So, in this way, so many, you know, our life is condemned, you know, in these verses. These verses actually condemn those people who you know, possess so-called symptoms of life, but they don't use those symptoms in service of the Lord, they are actually dead. Hmm? Here you see, Bilebatoru kramavikramanye nashrin vatah karna pute narasya jihvasati dar durike vasuta nachopagayat yurugayagatha one who has not listened to the messages about the prowess and marvelous acts of the personality of Godhead and has not sung or chanted loudly the worthy songs about the Lord is to be considered to possess ear holes like the holes of snakes and a tongue like the tongue of a frog. You see? Our, our senses are all useless if, if they are not used in Krishna's service. Then more. Bharah param patta jushtam apyuttamangam nanamen mukundam shavau karauno kurute sapariyam harer lasat kanchana kankanauva. 
The upper portion of the body, though crowned with a silk turban, is only a heavy burden, if not bowed down before the personality of Godhead who can award mukti, freedom. And the hands, though decorated with glittering bangles, are like those of a dead man, if not engaged in the service of the personality of Godhead, Hari. See how, how each of our so-called life symptoms are, you know, condemned. Without That's why it is said... Uh, we will go to that verse. We will read these more verses. Barhayate te nayane naranam lingani vishnor nani rikshato ye padau niranam tau drumajan mabhajo kshetraninanu vrajato hareryao. The eyes which do not look at the symbolic representations of the personality of Godhead Vishnu his forms, name, quality, etc. are like those printed on the plumes of the peacock. The peacock feather also has eyes, but it cannot see. Those eyes cannot see. Hmm. So, if we don't see the Lord, then it is as good as blind. Our eyes are useless. Uh, And the legs which do not move to the holy places where the Lord is remembered are considered to be like tree trunks. No, I am better than a tree. I can move, you know. But if you don't move to the places of the Lord, then the, the legs are like tree trunks. Because they Why? Why? Because the tree trunk doesn't move. So we need to move from the material world to the spiritual world. We need to move. But if we don't go to Krishna or to the places where Krishna is glorified, to the temple or the holy places, then the legs are just staying in this material world, like the tree. It's not moving. Is in the material world only. So, that's why those legs are like tree trunks. Then, you see, Jeevan chavo bhagavatam ghrirenum Najatu martyo bhilabheta yastu Shri Vishnu padya manujastu lasya Shvasan chavo yastu navedagandham how beautiful was the person who has not at any time received the dust of the feet of the Lord's pure devotee upon his head is certainly a dead body. And the person who has never experienced the aroma of the Tulasi leaves from the lotus feet of the Lord is also a dead body, although breathing. What is that? Uh, Bhagavad Bhakti Hinasya Jati Shastram Japas Tapaha Apranasyaiva Hidehasya Mandanam Lokaranjanam Without Bhagavad Bhakti, without Krishna Bhakti, without devotion to Krishna, all the things that we may, decorations that we may put on, whether in the shape of actual decorations like bangles and all these things, or with our, you know, uh, degrees, which are also decorations, you know our university degrees, that is also a decoration, our house, whatever, whatever we may have, all the decorations of our life are just decorations on a dead body without Bhagavad Bhakti Hinasya. But if we have Bhagavad Bhakti, they are the most glorified. You see now, exactly the opposite. 9, 4, 18, 20. This is a very famous verse as Prabhupada always quoted. This is the Life of Ambarish Maharaj. 
सवै मन कृष्ण पदारविंदोर्वचा शिवकुंठ गुणावर्णने कौहरेर्मंदिमाजनादिषु श्रुति चकाराच्युत सत्कोद मुकुंदलिंगालयदर्शनेदृशो तद्भृत्यगात्रपर्शेंगसंगम घ्राण तत्दसरोजसौरभे श्रीमत्तुसारसना तदर्ते पादरे क्षेत्रपदापणे शिरो ऋषिकेश पदाभिवंदने काम चु काम काम्यया यथोत्तम श्लोक जनाश्रयारति Maharaj Ambarish always engaged his mind in meditating upon the lotus feet of Krishna his words in describing the glories of the lord his hands in cleansing the lord's temple and his ears in hearing the words spoken by Krishna or about Krishna he engaged his eyes in seeing the deity of Krishna Krishna's temples and Krishna's places like Mathura and Vrindavan he engaged his sense of touch in touching the body of the lord's devotees he engaged his sense of smell in smelling the fragrance of tulsi offered to the lord and he engaged his tongue in tasting the lord's prasad he engaged his legs in walking to the holy places and temples of the lord his head in bowing down before the lord and his desires in in serving the lord um 24 hours a day indeed maharaj ambarish never desired anything for his own sense gratification he engaged all his senses in devotional service in various engagements related to the lord this is the way to increase in attachment for the lord and be completely free from all material desires and whoever engages their senses like this it is explained that in the 10th canto 80th chapter verses 3 and 4 so this is 3 savagyayatasya gunan grinite karau chatat karma karau manascha sorry karau chatat karma karau manascha smared vasantam sthira jangameshu shrinoti tat punya kathah sakarnah actual speech is that which describes the qualities of the lord real hands are those that work for him a true mind is that which always remembers him dwelling within everything moving and non moving and actual ears are those that listen to sanctifying topics about him next shirastu tasyo bhayalingamanamet tadeva yat pashyati tadhichakshu ोटीज So these are actual senses which are engaged in the service of the Lord. Therefore, nice verse in the Mukundamala Stotra, verse number nineteen. Yat Krishna pranipata dhuli dhavalam tadvarshma tadvaishiras te netre tamasojite suruchire ya bhyam harir drishte. साबुद्धिर्विमलेन्दुशंखधवला या माधवध्यायिनी 
साजिवामृतवर्षिणी प्रतिपदम या स्तौति नारायणम सी दैट हेड इज द लॉफ्टिएस्ट व्हिच इज व्हाइट विथ डस्ट फ्रॉम बाउइंग डाउन टू लॉर्ड कृष्णा दोज आईज आर द मोस्ट ब्यूटीफुल व्हिच डार्कनेस हैज अबैंडन आफ्टर दे हैव सीन लॉर्ड हरि दैट इंटेलिजेंस इज स्पॉटलेस like the white glow of the moon or a conchal which concentrates on lord madhava and that tongue rains down nectar which constantly glorifies lord narayana and therefore in the next verse he he orders his senses jihve kirtaya keshavam muraripum cheto bhaja shridharam panidvandva samarchaya chuta katha श्रोत्रदृणु कृष्ण लोकयलोचन दृयुग्मल जिघ्रघ्राण मुकुंद पाद तुसी मूर्धन्नमाधोक्षज ओ टंग प्रेज द ग्लॉरीज ऑफ लॉर्ड केशव ओ माइंड वर्शिप द एनिमी ऑफ मूरा एनिमी ऑफ मूरा मूरा इज डीमन So enemy of Mura, Murari. Krishna is called Murari. Krishna Mukunda Murari. So Murari means the enemy of the Mura demon. O mind, worship the enemy of Mura. O hands, serve the Lord of Shri. Shri means Lakshmi. The Lord of Lakshmi is Lord Narayan. O ears, hear the topics of Lord Achyuta. O eyes, gaze upon Shri Krishna. O feet, go to the temple of Lord Hari. O nose, smell the tulsi buds on Lord Mukunda's feet. O head, bow down to Lord Adhokshaja. Similarly, there is another verse in the same Mukundamala Stotra, thirty-four. Chetas chinta yakirta yasvarasane namri bhavatvam shiro hastavanjali samputam rajayatam vandasvadirgham vapo atman samshrayapundari kanayanam nagajalendrasthitam. धन्यम पुण्यतमं तदेव परमं दैवं हि सत्सिद्धये ओ माइंड थिंक ऑफ द लोटस हेड लॉर्ड हु रिक्लाइन्स ऑन द माउंटेन लाइक सर्पेंट अनंत ओ टंग ग्लोरीफाई हिम ओ हेड बाउ डाउन टू हिम ओ हैंड्स जॉइन योर पाल्म्स इन सप्लिकेशन टू हिम ओ बॉडी ऑफर आउटस्ट्रेच्ड ओबेसेंसेस टू हिम ओ हार्ट टेक फुल शेल्टर ऑफ हिम that supreme lord is the topmost deity it is he alone who is all auspicious and supremely purifying he alone who awards eternal perfection similar verse again 46 of mukundamala stotra pranamamishasya shirah phalam vidus tadarchanam pranaphalam divaukasah manah phalam tad guna tatva chintanam vachah phalam tad guna kirtanam budhah the wise inhabitants of the heavenly plan- heavenly regions that means the demigods know that the perfection of the head is to offer prostrate obeisances to the supreme lord the perfection of the life breath is to worship the lord the perfection of the mind is to ponder the details of his transcendental qualities and the perfection of speech is to chant the glories of his qualities how many verses and i'm sure there's so many more verses similar verses which i do not know no so that is real devotional service and the proper use of all the senses and if we can do that there is no 
problem living for thousands of years in this world. So these are the verses. Mm-hmm. A humble God-centered life is more valuable than a colossal hoax of a life dedicated to godless altruism or socialism. Hoax, colossal hoax of a life. Then, when altruistic activities are executed in the spirit of Sri Upanishad, they become a form of karma yoga. Such activities are recommended in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, texts 5 to 9, 5 through 9, for they guarantee their executor protection from the danger of sliding down into the evolutionary process of birth and death. Hmm. So, the 18, 5 to 9, if you see, there are actually, we, we can just go to the 5, which is an important verse. Yajyadana tapah karma natyajyam karyamevatat yajyodanam tapaschaiva pavanani manishinam Acts of sacrifice, charity and penance are not to be given up. They must be performed. Indeed, sacrifice, charity and penance purify even the great souls. So, how we should do all this sacrifice and all those are mentioned in the further verses. So, it is said that all the altruistic activities should be executed in the spirit of Sri Ishopanishad. They become a form of Karma Yoga. They guarantee the executor protection from the danger of sliding down into the evolutionary process of birth and death. Because Neha Bikramanashosti. That little endeavor in Krishna consciousness will prevent him from sliding down into animal life. Even though such God-centered activities may be half-finished, they are still good for the executor because they will guarantee him a human life, a human form in his next birth. In this way, one can achieve, or sorry, one can have another chance to improve his position on the path of liberation. How can one execute God-centered activities is elaborately explained in the Bhaktira Samrata Sindhu by Srila Rupa Goswami. We have rendered his book into English as the Nectar of Devotion. We recommend this valuable book to all who are interested in performing their activities in the spirit of Sri Ishopanishad. So, the Nectar of Devotion is a very important book. We will go through that after this Ishopanishad series. Probably we will go through some of the important uh, parts of the Nectar of Devotion that uh, we need to understand, we need to know. Mm-hmm. We will go through that. So, <coughs> that is basically today's verse. And if you have any questions, we will go through the questions now. So first, uh, Virendra Prabhu is asking, Does Mantra 2 define Naishkarmi or action in Krishna consciousness? Vikarma and Sukarma gives rise to Prarabdha Karma by which a person takes repeated birth. Yes. So, Mantra 2, as we have studied elaborately, talks about akarma or devotional service, which is yoga karma su kaushalam, the art of work, as explained in the second chapter, 50th verse of Bhagavad Gita. <coughs> then, Virendra Bhut is uh, Virendra Ekbhuti, Prabhu. Second question. So, Paramatma or super soul neutrally controls the individual soul. The soul keeps on changing bodies due to his free will. Is the super soul responsible for transmigration of the soul? Is the super soul responsible? Well, let's see. 
chapter 5 text 15 of bhagavad gita nadatte kasya chitpapam nachaiva sukritam vibhuhu agyane navritam gyanam tena muhyanti jantavah nor does the supreme lord assume anyone's sinful or pious activities embodied beings however are bewildered because of the ignorance which covers their real knowledge so the lord is never responsible for our suffering hmm. but if we surrender to him he dissolves or absolves all our so called karmic responsibilities in this world hmm. so how can he be involved uh, in karmic results namam karmana limpanti name karma phale spriha so he is never bound by this fruits of action next question by virendra prabhu again what is ahaituki bhakti real devotee doesn't ask anything from supreme lord yes so he doesn't ask anything from the supreme lord except for his service his service he will ask like what is that nadhanam najanam nasundareem kavitam va jagadish kamaye mama janmani janmanishwara bhavatad bhakti rahaituki tvai that is ahaituki bhakti so there is a, there is a nice beautiful verse in the mukundamala stotra also in the fourth verse we have seen this many times but we will see again naham vande tava charanayor dvandva madvandva heto kumbhi pakam gurum api hare narakam napanetum ramya rama amrutanulata nandane napirantum bhave bhave hridaya bhavane bhavaye yam bhavantam So this verse number 4 of Mukundamala Stotra, he said, O Lord Hari, it is not to be saved from the dualities of material existence or the grim tribulations of the Kumbhipaka hell that I pray to your lotus feet. I am not praying to your lotus feet because I want liberation. I am not praying to your lotus feet so that I may be saved from the Kumbhipaka hell. Kumbhipaka hell means it's a hell where there is a big pot of boiling oil and the souls are all, all the sinful souls are put into the big pot. pot and there you know nicely cooked in boiling oil uh, it is not to be saved from that hell that i am praying to you krishna nor is my purpose to enjoy the soft skin beautiful women who reside in the gardens of heaven ramya rama amrutha nulata nandane napirantum so some people pray to god to go to heaven no that is also and go to heaven means what enjoy with the beautiful women there and this is the ba- basic thing in the nandana kanan gardens i'm not interested for that also what is then what, what do you want bhave bhave hridaya bhavane bhavaye yam bhavantam in life after life bhave bhave hridaya bhavane in the chambers of my heart bhavaye yam bhavantam let me always remember you in the chambers of my heart life after life <clears throat> then virendra ekbote okay next question wow so many questions by virendra prabhu what is the difference between mukti and moksha no difference same thing is mukti means to attain vaikuntha planets and moksha means sayujya mukti no no mukti and moksha are the same so there are five types of mukshi um, moksha or mukti and um, it's the same thing they are synonymous what are the five types hmm. what is that sarupya salokya sarshti samipya sayujya 
or ekatva sayujya is also called ekatva ah uh, which verse is that hmm ah uh, 329 13 i think let's see yeah 329 13 salokya sarshti samipya sarupyaikatvamapyuta diyamanam nagrahananti vinamat sevanam janah a pure devotee does not accept any kind of liberation salokya sarshti samipya sarupya or ekatva even though they are offered by the supreme personality of godhead but of course by the mercy the supreme lord always benedicts the devotee with this um with association personal association next viran virendra prabhu again do animals reside in vaikuntha loka such as cows peacocks parrots and others are liberated animals they don't fall down from the spiritual world yeah they are all liberated here animals are in the mode of ignorance there they are not like shukadev goswami he was a parrot in the spiritual world he came to this material, material world to you know preach about krishna so the parrot is fully full devotional full pure devotee every animal every animal grass flower even stones are all living there nothing is dead here everything is dead stone is not a living thing here but there chinta mani prakara sadma sukalpa vriksha so hmm chinta mani stones they are all living stones hmm. next uh, ajanya mataji wow such a long question okay let's go through it when i started chanting shiva name my parents were happy oh my daughter is good way she is interested in bhakti but when i became vegetarian they said bhakti is enough enough of your bhakti okay but i rejected them but they tried to make me eat meat and fish by cooking various my cooking my favorite non veg vegetarian food non vegetarian food which i used before which i used to eat before chanting shiva's name at last they failed then i got bhagavad gita i started chanting hari naam 108 times they said they don't they said that don't call krishna he will spoil you shiva is good please stop chanting krishna name and pray to shiva <laughs> is it right believe that krishna will spoil material life of a devotee if the devotee is not ready to free from all material bondages will krishna cut all for example i heard that the devotees all relatives will go away whatever asset they have it it will lo- it will be lost and at last the devotee will go automatically in, into a situation that krishna is only is the only way is it right well yeah if one is fortunate if one is fortunate then these things will happen to the devotee canto 10 chapter 88 texts 8 9 and 10 shri bhagavan vacha यस्याहं मनुग्रहणामि हरिषेतद्धनं शनैः ततो धनं त्यजन्त्यस्य स्वजना दुःखदुःखितं द पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड इट सेड इफ आई स्पेशली फेवर समवन आई ग्रेजुअली डिप्राइव हिम ऑफ हिज वेल्थ देन द रिलेटिव्स एंड फ्रेंड्स ऑफ सच अ पॉवर्टी स्ट्रिकन मैन अबैंडन हिम इन दिस वे ही सफर्स वन डिस्ट्रेस आफ्टर अनदर सयदा वितथोद्योगो निर्विण्णः स्याद्धनेहया मत्परैकृतमैतमुग्रहमेंटेडली 
then Krishna is saying when he becomes frustrated in his attempts, the plural attempts, not just one, <laughs> when he becomes frustrated in his attempts to make money and instead befriends my devotees, uh, I bestow my special mercy upon him. Tad Brahma Paramam Sukshmam Chinmatram Sad Anantakam Vigyayatmatayadhira Samsarat Parimuchyate. A person who has thus become sober fully realizes the Absolute as the highest truth, the most subtle and perfect manifestation of spirit, the transcendental existence without end. In this way, realizing that the Supreme Truth is the foundation of his own existence, he is freed from the cycle of material life. There's a beautiful song, Chaurashtakam, by Bilumangal Thakur, but we don't have time to go through all of that. Very beautiful song, in which he says, I have never seen a thief like this, that, you know, whoever prays to him, he will just rob him. Such a great thief that he will rob him of all his wealth and rob him of his this, um, repeated cycle of birth and death. He will rob him of all sinful reactions and purify him and therefore for all your robbery I will imprison you within my, within the core of my heart and you will stay there for millions and millions of years I am not going to let you out so <laughs> this way there is a nice song by Bilumangal Thakur like that very very beautiful song okay next Krishna Smaranam Prabhu from USA what is the difference between devotion? Sorry, what is the difference of devotional service performed in a temple where the guru instructions are followed nicely in comparison to service performed in a temple where the guru instructions are not followed nicely? Well, that's why it is said, even a person we have read this before. So the difference is that. Like Gaudiamat, for example. Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur's instructions were disobeyed. But they still had temples. But they lost the potency to preach. Like, just imagine what was the potency of the Hare Krishna movement in the 1970s when Prabhupada was around. It was like wildfire. Sunagopal Prabhu was saying, many times he said this, that in those days, they were thinking of taking over the entire world, taking on governments, taking you know, making them Krishna conscious, in that they were so fired up that, you know, it's like a wildfire, the whole movement was everywhere, it became a household word. But now, where is the world and where are we? I mean, completely gone. Yeah, you may say there are a number of temples have increased this way, that way, and then all watered down preaching. And they are not attacking the scientists that Prabhupada wanted, you know, attack the scientists, attack, attack all that. You know, the, the so-called intelligentsia of the, the material civilization and all that, that fire of preaching is completely gone. And so, and Prabhupada also was against all the bogus gurus. I mean, not just, I mean, I'm not talking about Iskon, but you know, those Mayavadis, like he was against this Ramakrishna or all these this Mayavadis, impersonalists and, you know, fake yogis and Babas and gurus who charge some $35 to become God to make you God. So, in these things, Prabhupada was very strongly against and uh, he brought Krishna consciousness and showed how it can be relevant to solve the problems of life. He spoke to police commissioners, he spoke to government officials, he spoke to big, big, you know, religious leaders, you know, all that, you know, all that, that preaching mood, 
it's completely died down just devotees so called now are just happy you know if they are just you know they can eat prasadam every day and you know like that's all they are not they are not having that fire so this is what will happen and eventually everything will be extinguished everything will be extinguished it's just a matter of time everything will be extinguished so that is the difference between um temple where the guru's instructions are followed i mean are not followed compared to a temple where guru's instructions are followed there the fire of preaching the fire of expansion everything will be there it looks big yes iskon does look big yes numbers numbers wise a lot but you know as shri prabhupada said what is that uh, prabhu shared the other day what was was it okay just just wait a second just wait a second ah Hmm. This one. Oh yes, five eighteen twenty two. This is good. So five eighteen twenty two. Okay, this verse is also good, but we will, we're going to go to this part. We have actually seen. we have actually seen that one of the disciples of bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur wanted to enjoy the property of his spiritual master and the spiritual master being merciful toward him gave him the pro- temporary property but not the power to preach the cult of chaitanya mahaprabhu all over the world that special mercy of the power to preach is given to a devotee who does not want anything material from his spiritual master but wants to wants, wants only to serve him so bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur he gave the property that they wanted so now iskon has all the properties all the properties but in the manner of preaching what is going on like, for example their biggest preacher or like you know gorgopal das you know like big name what is he doing what is he doing some meaningless relationship advices i mean nothing to do with krishna consciousness krishna's name is not taken and when we actually pointed that out in a video his followers until now today until today they are still on my case <laughs> saying oh you are doing vaishnava prad you know not know you know and they are even scolding vulgar words some of them i don't i don't i take pity on them because because of his misguidance somebody who is quoting from prabhupad somebody who is preaching the importance of the holy name is being criticized with vulgar words thanks to his preaching i mean what so what if he has millions of followers as one of our uh, i mean we have uh, somagri prabhu in the audience here he 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 perfectly described him he is just a big nothing <laughs> that's what he is he is a big nothing very big but zero that's it that's what he is so big big thing and no substance no substance at all hmm. so it is going on in this way uh, just simply cracking some jokes and became you know stand up comedian more 
more of a standard comedian than a preacher. So, how Prabhupada presented Krishna consciousness and how these people are presenting? His guru is also the same. Same. Same Mayavad talk. No mention of Krishna when he comes on TV. All these things. So, this is going on. So, you just see. Yes, numbers are great because Prabhupada gave them everything. Gave all the properties. But the power to preach. You know, if you see, from there, from what Prabhupada left them with, they should have skyrocketed from there. You know, that was a huge boost. And with that power, if, if they went in the same momentum, they would have been somewhere totally different than where they are now. But how much uh, retrograde movement has happened in ISKCON because of going against the instructions of the spiritual master. So, although it looks like the same, hmm, but the effect is not the same. Just like Gaudiamat, they used to also have temples, deity worship, this, that. But, and ISKCON also used to have, I mean, we're talking about Prabhupada's time. But where is the preaching? That is where the real dynamism is there. Prabhupada said, it is not in the belling, you know. Yeah? We have to, belling, you know, Prabhupada called it belling, you know, you know, ringing the bells and doing the deity worship. It is important, but real thing is the preaching, the preaching mission. So, that ha- that is where it has to be tested, who is successful. They are doing something here and there, something here and there, but you know, the, the potency is not there. We are seeing, we are seeing what is the quality of these devotees. Completely no sadhana. And even the, you know, the kirtaniyas, you know, the kirtaniyas, big, big kirtans they do. And they don't even follow Mangalarati, they don't even wake up and have nothing. They eat outside. They don't even wear devotional clothing. I mean, you know, it just, it's not just in the big, big flying, uh, big flying, high flying news. That's not the whole, the preaching means everybody's a sadhana standards and then the, the preaching mood, the zeal, that is going down and down. It's on the wane. That's what will happen if we, uh, if we are in a temple where instructions of Krishna is not being followed. Alright, so let's go back. Wow, we have so many questions. Okay, let's try to do it quick. Um... If a pure devotee interested in Bhakti Yoga, uh, but he is not able to detach from relations and not able to give up his materialism, will Krishna spoil all his... Ma- okay, we have already gone through this. Virendra Prabhu is asking, what are the symptoms of pure devotee and what is the difference between a devotee and pure devotee? So, we have gone through this, Kanishta Madhyama Uttama Dhikari. Pure devotee is Uttama Dhikari. He is the topmost devotee. And he is completely Krishna conscious. He is seeing Krishna face to face all the time. He has no desire for material um, um, life at all. Even in the slightest tinge of it is also not there. And that's basically what is pure devotee. So, there are so many verses we can show, but you know it will just lengthen the class. So that is basically a pure devotee. And a devotee means who is on that path, but who has not come to that stage yet. That's Kanishta Adhikari, Madhyam Adhikari. So, they are third class, second class devotees. But the first class devotee is the Uttam Adhikari, who is the pure devotee. But now in ISKCON, they say everybody is a pure devotee. Everybody is a pure devotee. Because Prabhupada said, you know, somebody asked him, how many pure devotees are there in the movement? Then Prabhupada said, he asked one of his disciples, how many, how many uh, disciples we have? So he said, 5, 000, uh, we have 5,000 pure devotees. You see, Prabhupada is saying we are pure devotees. So we are pure devotees. 
this, this way they are taking these arguments. Prabhupada is saying things to encourage that person and you know saying in his own humble way you know that everybody is pure, I am not pure. You know in this way these people and then in that way then you take also the other statement when Bhaktivinoda Thakur in so many songs is saying that I am a fallen uh, soul, I am you know completely I am the most fallen. Then is Bhaktivinoda Thakur also fallen soul because he said I am a fallen soul. So you see Bhaktivinoda Thakur fallen soul. Is that so? I mean have some intelligence you know, I mean, use some brains you know because they have lost their brains, disobeyed the order of the spiritual master, became useless, asara. And they are giving this kind of arguments. Then you see Prabhupada said everybody is a pure devotee, so everybody is a pure devotee. Pure devotee will always follow the instructions of the spiritual master. How come they disobeyed? Is that pure devotee? I mean, these people have and come up with the laws in ISKCON. You, you, you know, I don't know if you have seen the law books. Many of you have been here. Now, what kind of laws are there? What is this? Anywhere in Shastra, these kind of things are there. Suspended Guru, uh, rejected Guru, uh, resigned Guru. What is this? Krishna Smaranam Prabhu, can we logically conclude that the legs of Iskon is no better than that of a tree? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it is becoming like that, you know. We will become important if we, the active principle of spiritual life is the order of the spiritual master. And if that is foregone, if that is forgotten, then it is basically, it becomes uh, important to carry the, mes- the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu forward. Ajanya Mataji, what will happen to the altruistic activity doing persons? I heard that Mother Teresa was such a person. Well, that's a can of worms if you want to open it. She was actually a beef eater. What kind of altruism you want to talk about her? Well, what is that? This is, um, I mean, it's just a hype, the Christianity hype that they want to bring it to India. It's a whole can of worms by itself. Um, that's a huge topic. But... Basically, it is just simply, so-called altruism is just, uh, you know, um, materialistic activity. It is not, nothing to do with Krishna consciousness, it is just extended selfishness. So, all these things are condemned actually in the uh, Vedic literature. The real thing is Bhakti. When we serve Krishna and spread the glories of Krishna, everyone will be saved. Altruism means what? You want to, you know, do something good for others. You are not doing any good for others if you are not giving Krishna consciousness to them. So that is real altruism, spiritual altruism. So therefore, preaching is the perfect charity, the perfect, um, you know, beneficial activity for the entire world. That's that's stated in Bhagavatam. Let's take out. Tasmat Sankirtanam Vishnor Jagan Mangalamam Hasam Mahatam Apikauravya Vidhyaikanti Kanishkritam Shukadeva Goswami continued My dear King, the chanting of the holy name of the Lord Sankirtan, this Sankirtan movement Tasmat Sankirtanam Vishnor The chanting of the holy name of the Lord is able to uproot even the reactions of the greatest sins Therefore, the chanting of the Sankirtan movement is the most auspicious activity in the entire universe Please try to understand this so that others will take it seriously So that is real altruism. Ayapa Prabhu, Hare Krishna Prabhu, can we ask Lord to get escape from materialistic people and sufferings? If we chant, we will always be protected. Yeah, I mean, we can always ask, that's why we, we pray to the Lord you know, to keep 
king i mean the king uh, kulashekar also in the mukundamala he's asking that i don't want to be near any materialistic people let's take out that verse madraksham kshina punyan kshanam api bhavato bhakti hinan padabje mashrausham shravya bandham ஜாத்தம் Please do not let me be distracted from listening to your sorry please do not let me be distracted from listening to the worthy narrations of your pastimes and become interested in other topics please o lord of the universe let me pay no attention to those who avoid thinking of you and let me never be unable to serve you in some menial way birth after birth that is proper prayer yeah give me the association of devotees and you know take me out of um the association of non devotees finally ayappa prabhu question also how to tolerate trouble from materialistic people and myself can't go out for preaching or do my krishna conscious activities does suffering with them gives us effect in the future does my karmas are going out from them ah well whatever we are going through is basically our past you know accumulated karma but then when there are um unfavorable family members then we just have to tolerate it just like prahlad maharaj tolerated and carry on with our devotional service yes it is difficult to be with them at the same time we just have to wait for the mercy of the lord until then we have to just stay put and execute our devotional services and wait for the time when krishna will and in the meantime not just wait and do nothing in the meantime you know just purify ourselves because the moment we are free and we can actually go and you know join somewhere we have to be of some use in the service of krishna what if we have so many anarthas and wherever i go i i give trouble to devotees and you know i, I you know i don't speak properly i don't <coughs> or i create some problems for devotees that will be even worse better i be locked up in a house you know by unfavorable parents right <laughs> so what i'm what i'm saying is we have to prepare ourselves in the meantime to become humble nice devotees and under the guidance of you know senior devotees who are following shri prabhupad work under them and become nice devotee let us work on our working on our own anarthas in the meantime when we cannot go out you know we work on our own anarthas in fact it has to be a constant not only when we can't go out every time this has to be our introspective nature should be there we should always think about our own faults Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said morning 100 times beat your mind with shoes in the night beat with the broomstick 100 times in your mind so that is what we need to do always beat our mind yes i know i deserve i deserve all the suffering that i'm going through because i'm such a rascal in that way we will become slowly slowly improving and you know we are we can always take association in the now thanks to internet you know with whatsapp and all this facebook live so in that way we can take association and you know take advantage even though we are locked up all right so that's the end of the questions thank you very much 
for your patience in this long session and we will meet tomorrow with the next verse. Thank you very much for all your appreciation as well. It's all by the grace of Srila Prabhupada and because of all of you nice Vaishnavas. Thank you very much. Jai Shri Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Sri Radha Madan Mohan ki jai, Ishopanishad ki jai, Nitai Gaur Premanande, Hari Hari Bo, Hare Krishna.